Welcome to the Clinton Donnelly Show. Today, we're going to be talking to Jamar James, who is a professional trader. What secrets could you share about how to live the trader lifestyle? 80% of my time is spent researching and you know analysis with other traders. We really don't have a nervous energy because at the end of the day, the market only goes up or down. We're seeing more and more institutions come in. It's almost now becoming like Wall Street. Crypto traders used to love you know, saying that, hey, we're, we're digins and you know, we want to have this freedom. But as we see the freedom shrinking, one of the reasons I'm here with you is that part of trading is that I can't trade stressed out. I need to have a peace of mind. And one less thing I worry about is the IRS man sending letters. Please tell us, Jamar, about your life as a professional trader and a little bit about what you do. Hey, how you doing, Clint? It's, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. You know, uh, I've actually been a trader for the last 12 years. You know, uh, it, it's kind of unique. A lot of people, they never really meet a real trader. And uh, I've been having a mastermind for the last seven years uh, full of traders from all over the world. Uh, we come together and we share trading strategies, trading ideas. And we really have a strong belief in the, the family values, um, the freedom, and then making money in all the financial markets. I trade stocks, options, futures, and crypto. Um, you know, I'm independent. Uh, you know, I used to have a license, Security C, 3 and C, 6, uh, a while back, about 15 years ago. I left the licenses alone, and now I trade my own money. Well, you're the real deal. I mean, you actually are living off your trading lifestyle and growing your wealth at the same time. A lot of people live off their trading lifestyle and squander it. You know, so <laughs> you're, you know, which is really, uh, you know, and, and you know, I've, I've done, uh, I took a piece of my life. I did some uh, day trading and realized okay. it wasn't my skill set. Uh, but one of the challenging things that I've seen with uh, traders is that there's so much nervous energy that you get into do, watching. Is it going up? Is it going down? That it consumes all the other areas of your life. You know, and, you know, I, I, I know guys like they're going out to party with people and they're checking the prices of the stocks. I mean, like, right. you, know, you can't disengage from this nervous tension. It becomes like a, a, a high, you know, to get into that nervous tension. You don't really know what to do on the weekend. What's going on in Japan? You know, how do you right. balance those things? I mean, when you you're in it for the, you're a professional trader for the long haul, not just a one or two right. year bull market trader. I mean, you're you've been through the thick and the thin. What secrets right. could you share? about how to live the trader lifestyle. Well, see, that's that's one of the most, you know, the thing that you just mentioned about the nervous energy and the uh, checking your, your your phone all the time, you know, 80% of my time is spent researching and, you know, analysis with other traders. And that energy, you know, on the retail side, that is normally a person that comes in and they're, they're risking money. We really don't have a nervous energy because at the end of the day, the market only goes up or down. And so... You have time, and I think the 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 time in the market, and you know having the analysis, it gives you a little bit of peace, knowing that you know I'm not going to be up all the time, and I'm not going to be down all the time. The market moves up and down, and the risks, you know, some people risk too much, where it causes them to have this nervous energy. For us, we know we're in it for the long term. Uh, I treat my money as, you know, I have a background. I used to be a marine. Um, and once a Marine, always a Marine. And I treat my money just like I treat the soldiers and, and, and my troops. I want to protect them. And so risk management is one of the big, biggest, you know, um, 
focuses on trading, you know, that that's first. And so I'm never risking too much uh, to to have that nervous energy. And then secondly, it's the time. Uh, time is more important than money, uh, you know, just in life in general. That's one of the things that we stress over. We want to have the time freedom. And so that time freedom comes with a peace of mind, knowing that, you know, I've done my research analysis. I'm not I'm never going to be 100 percent right all the time. Uh, but if I can get those probabilities up to 90 percent, I know that I'm going to be OK over the long run. And same thing with, you know, having that peace of mind in the market. It is I have, you know, there's three, three, three things that all markets have. I don't care if you trade crypto, stocks, options, futures. They all have volume. There's always a sentiment and you always have the time, right? You can get in. If you get in crypto at the right time, you don't worry. If you get in a stock that's low at the right time, you don't worry. And then if you start seeing volume, you know that the price is being pushed up. Or if you see volume going out, you see the volume being pushed down. So trading is, isn't as difficult as people think. I've, I've had, I've been in the Marine Corps, uh, you know, working with people and, and our lives are at risk, right? You know, flying helicopters and, and, you know, being out in the field, you know, we could possibly die in the market. You can't. You only can lose money or make it. <laughs> uh, you know, Ben and I, I owned a real estate company, and one of the biggest threats I had, you know, outside of making money, to me, it was the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's so true. I I think a lot of people ignore their taxes and uh, they pretend it doesn't exist. They wait till to the very end. But you know. Uh, everybody should be paying taxes and, and taxes can be big. I mean, especially with capital gains, state and local uh, added to your federal. I mean, you could be, it could be taking uh, a third of your profits. So uh, depending upon where you live. And so you really need to be thinking about it all the time. If you don't think about that until the very end of the year, then what you're doing is you're trading with your tax money and hopefully you win. But if you, if you lose, you're, you're, you're compounding a problem you have with, with the tax man, you know, and that, that just right. starts to be, you know, that, that is one thing that'll rob people of their, their peace at night. I mean, we, I, we handle, we defend people in audits all the time and, you know, and right here and the terror they experience just laying in bed at night over what could happen is just terrifying. So it's best, you know, if you plan right in the military, right. You know, it's all about planning ahead of time and then right. executing. So, well, I think one of the, you know, for our focus, you know, a lot of people focus, entrepreneurs, you know, business guys, traders, we really focus, we want to focus our energy on making money, right? We, we you know, the, the more money we have, the less we worry. Same thing when I was in real estate. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we so focus on making money, we're not that focused on preserving it, uh, preserving it from, you know, the, to me, tax, um, a tax strategy is better than a tax bill. <laughs> and so <laughs> as a trader, I want to set that up as well. I want to find a way to keep as much as possible. And, you know, that's one of the, the benefits. And that's one of the reasons I'm here with you is that, you know, part of trading is that I can't trade stressed out. I need to have a peace of mind. And one less thing I, I want to worry about is the IRS man sending letters. Cause I know that in 2024, they didn't hire all these IRS agents. And I'm also in crypto. And, you know, for the crypto guys, a lot of those guys in that environment, they've made in my environment, they made so much money. And the last thing they're thinking about is how much Uncle Sam wants 
or how much they should have paid because it's changed. The regulations, the rules have changed so much. And then we have others that are so stressed out that they have this money, but they're scared to spend it. They're scared to do anything because they was like, well, I don't know how much I have to give up. And that that is when, you know, having a resource, you know, having a service that is going to at least give us a heads up. You know, I like to think as a Marine, I'm realistic. I know that all we are going to get old and we are going to get older. And as we get closer, right, I, I do more tests and more physicals. They just told me that, hey, man, you're getting up there. You may need to come in for uh, a colon and, and prostate exam. And I'm like, man, I'm at that age. But it's better to catch it early, right? <laughs> We're not going there. <laughs> but that's the reality. And I think, you know, that's most people. They, they don't want to go there, right? They they want to push it off and say, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll deal with it when I have to. I don't want to have to deal with the IRS when I have to. You know, I want to be as proactive as possible, especially when I'm one of the guys that are, you know, I'm dealing with money all the time and I need my troops. I need, yeah. I need as much as possible. Well, you know, and, and, you know, from a taxing point of view, those, those sort of tests you talked about, uh, tax from a trading point of view, those are really like, you think of those as, uh, you know, indicators, sentiment indicators for your body. You know, just if you put it in perspective, you know, you don't have to be looking at them all the time, but you just like, okay, this is going up, this is going down, this is in the right range, you know, and we monitor ourselves. When it comes to taxes, I mean, I, you know, it is uh, with cryptos is so tough. It's also true for people who trade uh, non-crypto things, especially if you're not on a brokerage. Uh, and even if right. you're on a brokerage, it can be challenging because a brokerage, if you trade on a brokerage, you know, you buy Google, you sell Google all in the same brokerage. At the end right. of the year, you'll get a 1099 saying, you know, you you bought uh, 10000 and you sold it for 12000 you had a $2,000 gain. So like the documentation, the calculation is all done for you. The, but you don't really know what that number is until typically until the end of the year, because right. unless your brokerage is really helpful to you. Uh, but with other investments, like if you have private placement, nobody's tracking what you bought that for. A lot, and this is very true in crypto. Nobody's tracking what you bought it for. Nobody knows what you sold it for. It's right. up to you. And the the challenge comes in is, well, you, you just don't know how much gain you had. You know, you, you bought some stuff, you sold some stuff, had some winners, had some losers. You don't really know what your total gain is. Although in my experience, dealing with traders all the time uh, at the end of the year, I ask them, gut feeling, where do you, how much money do you think you made? And I've had guys, massive traders, guess uh, up front, <laughs> right in on the money. I mean, they have a good, I mean, you know, a lot of our trades, a lot of trades do nothing. They just went sideways. Right. And so right. what we do is we remember the winners and remember the losers and we keep a kind of a running score. Now, that's, that's what most people do, uh, but... Uh, they don't set it aside. Now, the tax law requires us to pay estimated taxes on right. uh, our income uh, on a quarterly basis as we earn the income. The challenge we have as a trader is that sometimes that income is negative. All right. So I don't necessarily want to pay for all my first quarter gains uh, you know, as estimated taxes if my second quarter is going to be a loss because then I probably would have held back some so there's a little bit of a, you know, a, a dance that goes on as you're coming into the fourth quarter, uh, where those payments are due January 15th for people, uh, right. and you want to, you want to have a pretty good sense of where that is. Now, how are you going to do that? 
right? You, you don't have your 1099s from the brokerages yet. You have things you've bought off exchange where you have to calculate your gains and wins. The best way to do that is to keep some sort of journal. Now, I'm, I'm sure right. when you're a mastermind group, there's guys that have all different ways of keeping a, a journal, whether right. it's a spreadsheet or whatever they're tracking. You know, in terms of true, you know, if you're managing your, your investment, you kind of want to know what I came in at, what I went out at, so I can look back and calculate right. was that good, the, 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 you know, the retrospective view of things. So you need to take that and, and capture your gain, and you need to look at where you're at. Now, coming into this fourth quarter, uh, we have the opportunity with some investments to do, uh, uh, well, tax loss harvesting, which right. is basically cashing out your losers to offset your gains. Now, if you right. have a loss with us, that's no purpose in that. But so tax loss harvesting for people who aren't sure about it uh, is basically a wash sale uh, and wash sale section 1091 of the tax code says that if you if you sell something for less, you take a loss, but then you buy it back uh, 30 days before or after the sale date, then right. you're deprived of that loss. That's a really, you know, that's a really harsh tax. I really don't like that. I think that's that's punishing behavior. I think, think that's real. Yeah. Uh, but but that's the law. However, that does not apply to cryptocurrencies at this time. So uh, you know you can do this in crypto. Now you can offset. You can, you can do it same day. Yeah, you can have a gains in stock. All right, you want to off. You want to reduce your tax liability. You can take losers on your crypto. They can you know it, it can be cross uh, asset so to speak. Yeah. So I mean that, that's a you know a lot of retail traders don't understand that because they don't get to talk to tax professionals and, and understand, or, you know, in, in our mastermind, we understand that we, you know, when, when the crypto was low, you know, we were all selling, um, you know, to take our losses, uh, to capital, to, to gain those losses at that point, And then we buy it back right. and we didn't plan on selling it until next year. And so we've taken, you know, losses strategically, right. When we sold, when we're down, knowing that this is going to go back up huge, and one of the things that you know you mentioned is uh, you know in crypto it's easy to have a portfolio. We'll you'll keep funds in one wallet and you'll track it for that month. So a lot of traders they'll move ten or twenty thousand into an account, and that's how they keep track of their profits and losses. They'll have a portfolio in the wallet. They'll move money in to one wallet, and they'll trade off of that one wallet for that month. And at the end of the month, you know up or down, they'll know how much they lost or how much they gained. Because they move money in at the beginning of the month, and it's a lot of times we'll keep track of it monthly, and so every month you'll have a profit and loss statement for that crypto account. You know, if you're trading, if you're really trading, you know, some people are doing staking, some people are buying NFTs. Uh, you know, they're, they're investing in multiple different things. But like you were saying, that when a trader goes DeFi, which is decentralized finance, that means they're not trading off a centralized exchange such as Coinbase. Or, or Gemini, when they go DeFi, they're trading off a smart contract in their wallet. And this is where you use something like MetaMask portfolio that will track that wallet and then it'll track all your trades. And so this makes it easy for your you know, tax professional, your tax team uh, to report and actually capture. Because one of the things that was going, I've seen happen for traders, that was an error. Coinbase were, for instance, sending things over to the IRS. They would say, hey, you know, 
this trader bought these crypto coins and it was at this price. But at the end of the year, they'll send a statement over and say, hey, he, you know, this is how much it's worth now. And really, the crypto was worth a lot less. And so some people were getting tax bills for 200, 300,000 when they really only made 50,000 or they only made 20,000. Some of them were even at a loss. And that's where, you know, I've seen people get audited. Uh, that's traders. And they're like, there's no way that I had this much in crypto. Uh, but they will say something like they didn't click on that they had crypto. And then our Coinbase will send over, uh, you know, their records. And then they will like, they get flagged. Then they go through this audit. They're saying that, oh, no, you know, you had a reported gain of 300,000. And they have to disclose that, no, I've only, I only have like 40,000. And so these are the type of situations that I've seen a trader, you know, become very stressful and just shut down for a month or two months at a time where they're going through the IRS because they're mentally, you know, just out of it. It's hard to trade when you have a debt, you think you owe 300,000 and you know, you only made 40 for some people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you're absolutely right. IRS is paralyzing the people. I mean, the, the fear machine, so many people, they get letters from the IRS that don't even open them up. I mean, the fear is so great. You know, and these are you know serious letters. Hey, you know, um, I came back from a conference uh, last month, uh, October, uh, with, a, with the IRS commissioner was there, was with all the IRS uh, electronic uh, filing staff, and they were just talking about the trends. And the big, big, big trend for the IRS right now is increased enforcement. They got $46 billion from Congress to crack down on, well, to increase enforcement. And specifically, one of the areas they're going after is digital assets. They have this thing they call the tax gap that there's people aren't, there's a gap of how many people aren't paying enough taxes. And they think the key culprits are wealthy investors. So you've probably heard this in the news wow. the IRS is auditing wealthier people. Uh, now, we've looked at that and what they've said and where the IRS is at from their statistics point of view. And what they're saying is they're not going to increase the historic audit rates on people. Uh, that make less than $400,000. I mean, the president said this, IRS commissioners, Janice Yellen, they're all like in lockstep. We're not increasing people beyond the historic rates uh, for under 400,000. Well, first of all, let's talk about that. IRS has been financially hobbled for the last decade and their audit rates are at all time lows, okay? So uh -huh. when they say, we're not gonna audit you more than historic levels, now, historic levels, we, we go back to 2010 and even earlier, I, don't, I can't get the data before 2010, but uh, basically at almost all levels, you're looking at two to four times more audits for people. Now, they did say that they're going to reduce the number of audits on people that are in the lower income area, which typically were child tax credits, earned income credits, right. where a lot of fraud. All right. So they're, they're going to like, they're easing off on that, but they're going to crack down on wealthier people. But their issue of wealth is measured not in terms of adjusted, you know, your total income, but in terms of total positive income. This is not the same thing as what you and I think of as income. All right. It's positive income is your income without expenses. Okay. Okay. Now if you're a W-2. This doesn't matter. You know, income equals positive income, but as a trader, you experience income when you sell something. Okay. Right. But you have expense, the, you know, the price you bought it for. So what they're So total positive income is, uh, all the value of all the things you sold during the year. 
you know, if you're <laughs> if, how active a trader you are, this could be millions, all right? Maybe tens of millions. Right? You, you may try to scare me. Money. Yeah. Because it's just scare me. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is where they're at. Now, uh, what we learned uh, at the conference, they talked about uh, the IRS has done a lot of things. At this point in time, especially for crypto people, you should just assume the IRS knows about all your trading activity in the U.S. on any U.S. exchange, which tends to be an on and off ramp for most people in the crypto space. They have all the transaction records. We just had a guy got audited for transactions that he did on local Bitcoin where he traded with somebody else in Venezuela. Oh, wow. Uh, the IRS got really excited because they, uh, Venezuela has like uh, hyperinflated currencies. And so nobody trades on the official currency rate. They trade at like, you know, the street price, which is a fraction of the official rate. And so they thought this guy was making millions. In reality, he made about $2,000. So, you know, but they thought he made millions. And we had to like, I had to escalate to management and say, look, you know, time out. You know, this currency is hyperinflated. You can't use it, you know, and you're, you know, you got to look at it in terms of dollar values, not in terms of <laughs> Venezuelan boulevards. The IRS has, IRS knows who all the crypto traders are. All right. They, they have your trading history. They know if you bought or sold uh, on U.S. exchanges. Now, of course, if you're doing stuff on DeFi, they may not know that uh, with the scope of that. They might know you did some activity, but not necessarily the scope of it. If you're trading on foreign exchanges, they, they know some, but not all foreign exchanges. I mean, at this point in time, I mean, we can all pretty much understand that Binance is over a barrel with the IRS. So right. rest assured, the IRS is getting finance <laughs> trading records. All right. That's just a given. Uh, right. And if they're not giving it to the U.S., they're giving it to Australia, and then, you know, the U.S. will get them from Australia. So uh, there's no hiding. I mean, so on the tax return, especially if you're coming to tax season, there is a question right after your name and address. This is how important it is. You know, did you buy, sell, send, receive, or have any financial dealings with cryptocurrencies? I didn't quote it exactly right, but yes or no. If you did, check yes. There's, right. there's no downside to checking yes. You get into problems if you check no. Because they know when it's yes, all right? Just, right. You know, just don't even go there. And and you're just like basically waving a red flag saying, I'm trying to hide something if you don't say yes, <laughs> all right? So this is, this is one thing. A lot of people, I mean, we laugh, but uh, Jamar, I have guys who are like, I didn't file my crypto. I didn't report my crypto two years ago. And so last year I didn't check yes because I, then they would realize why didn't I report it the year before? And so they kind of like go into this, this downward spiral of hiding. And, right. and, you know, in terms of like living a lifestyle of peace and, you know, rest, well, that's just ratcheting up your long-term anxiety, you know, higher yeah. and higher, you know. Yeah, you don't you only have that thought of, you know, everything is going well. And then all of a sudden you get a, you know, you get a storm uh, behind you and, and, and they have IRS guys coming. A lot of people have never been audited. And for a lot of the, the crypto guys, you know, when you go through an audit, you know, you still any money that you moved over and converted from crypto and you moved to your bank account, the records are a hundred percent there. There's, you know, there's no hiding. And, you know, I, I know DeFi and C and, and centralized exchanges. There's no hiding your crypto. Cause even if you received it from someone else that they never hit it, you know, you're linked to other people. So crypto creates a chain and they have chain analysis, Coinbase, Binance, the, the government, any wallet that you have connected, if you move from exchange and you move it to your wallet and then you cash it out, you're there on a blockchain forever. Yeah, it's like digital fingerprints. You can't erase them. Right. Uh, we were just having a discussion with my resolution, my tax resolution manager about a guy who was a crypto trader. And he uh, had his parents buy 
uh, a lot of Bitcoin. I think there's like 30 Bitcoin. And he bought a Bitcoin and then he managed the trading of all this and as a unified account. Allegedly, they had a, a, a LLC that they held these, these in. Uh, then he was taking profits from that to himself uh, in 2020 and 21. And then in 22, it went south and, you know, he, everything got lost. He, he lost everything. Uh, and his parents had to sell their house to pay for the loan that they took out to buy the, the 30 Bitcoin. Uh, oh. I mean, really ugly. So then he gets audited, right? And he thinks he's smart. He thinks he can buffalo the IRS into stuff. So the next thing you know, he's, he's you know, the IRS has audited him and his father. And, and they're into, you know, a massive assessment. I think it was a neighborhood of over a million dollars in taxes. And at that point in time, he contacts us to help him get an offer and compromise with the IRS, which is basically a cut a deal in terms of, you know, for settle for less. Of course, typically for most traders, that's not an acceptable approach because you're going to have to give up all the equity you have. The auditor now, because of the suspicious behavior for 2021, he's now going into 22 and we're having to represent him on his 2022 audit. He had done his own representation on 2020 and 21. Well, now all of a sudden he starts producing documents like, oh, here's an LLC document from uh, oh, wow. a couple years ago. I never gave this to the IRS, but we need to use this to uh, spread out the uh, you know the distribution of the profits. You know, so my resolution manager goes, did you file tax returns on this LLC? Oh, no. no. Well, we're going to have to do that because they're going to come after it. And oh, by the way, your prior returns that you did in 2021, those are fraudulently bad because you haven't even disclosed this business income. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't disclose it. You know, and so it's... It, Key, key takeaway from all this uh, is if you get audited, you might be a smart guy, an incredibly smart guy when it comes to trading, but you're out of your skill set when it comes to dealing right. with auditors. They don't think the way you do. They, you know, it's kind of like uh, that old TV show, Columbo. They just keep <laughs> on asking questions and they come by in a circuitous manner and they will find out to people who are trying to be smart. You know, when it comes to the IRS, everybody needs to have a professional in your back pocket that you can rely on to defend you, especially as a trader. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And that's why, you know, for, for us in our environment, you know, I have guys living in Thailand and different places, but they're all U.S. citizens and they're living all over the world. You know, we, we say freedom is a big part of it. I was like, you don't want to have to deal with these, you know, uh, setbacks and anchors. You know, I'd rather have professionals, even for myself, you know, represent me because at the end of the day, we, we try to do everything right. But the questions that they ask, you don't know what you're saying. And you know, to me, it is, you know, you can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have peace, <laughs> you're not free to travel and, and leave when you want. You know, uh, that's that's a big that's a big reason I trade. You know, I, I wanted to have that that freedom to spend with my kids and, and take vacations. Um, and the the IRS is one of the you know, I went through an audit back in 2012 and or 2000, it started in 2010. Then 2012, it really, you know, two years later, they really maximized. And then all of a sudden they went through other years, 2009, 2010, 2011. And I had to deal with them for about three years. And I was like, man, three years of my life, I can never get back. And, <sighs> oh, right. And so I know how important, you know, the peace of mind and time is. It is, you know, as a trader, I'm, I'm we're already in a environment that fluctuates on a daily. And so, you know, our energy is spent in trading. We make a lot of money, but we also have to be sharp and trying to reduce the stress. I think, you know, it is a beautiful service 
that you guys have. And, and that's why I'm, I was happy to be on this podcast and, and share because uh, it's one side of trading that a lot of people don't talk about. Oh, and it's so big. I mean, people have destroyed their lives by ignoring taxes. I mean, like I know guys who call me up, they go, I got a problem with my taxes. They, they had uh, put a lot of money in, in a bull market. It went up. They took all the profits, plowed it into additional investments, possibly highly speculative investments. Then when they collapsed and crashed, then they, uh, usually the following year, now all of a sudden they're out to do their taxes and they realize they made a fortune on the one year, but never, they're not in a position to pay any taxes on it because in the second year they lost it all. And the IRS doesn't care that you lost it all. You owe taxes on the first year, you know? And so they okay. get into like a, a real deep debt situation and owing the IRS money in a, in a position that really gets them into a, you know, having debt and, and long-term payment plans with the IRS, which, which all because they tried to make some profit. And, and lost. So it's, it's, you need to plan, you need to be, and you know, what's, it's really great that we're having this conversation because most crypto investors, this is like the first thing that they've ever bought, you know, they, other than, you know, going to college, they bought some cryptos and that's their first entry into the investment world. It's also their first entry into taxes. Uh, of right. a big world. And it's so important that you and I have this conversation just to think about, uh, you know, living your life in a, in a peaceful manner, having balance and right. juggling those responsibilities in a, in a balanced way. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a big difference because I have a TD Ameritrade, you know, Charles Swap, you know, we trade there. A lot of the work is done for us. Um, you know, when we trade in stocks and options and futures, you know, all the work is done for us as far as, you know, what, how much we've made in profit and losses in crypto, there's nothing there. There's no records that you have. And, that's where a lot of guys get in trouble. It's almost like they just ignore it. I mean, you're going to save a lot of guys in my community and the traders here, you know, we can focus on making money while we'll have you on the back, on the backside. <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely. Tell me, you know, what are your thoughts about, uh, I mean, you look at different, you've been in this market in trading for you know many years. Right. And a lot of people in the crypto space are, getting excited they feel like the bull market is back now maybe is that just newbie excitement or do you see as you look at the market is, is there really is there a genuine turnaround is this something that people start to maybe trend trade no i mean a thousand percent i mean if you just look at what we've been through covid and we've been through you know uh, uh, a new president we've been through an economy with high inflation and the stock market has had its highest november since 2002 today Right. Uh, going into the, November was one of the best Novembers we've had uh, in 20 years. And, you know, now we look at crypto and we look at all the institutions getting in. Uh, the Bitcoin ETF is, is pretty much going to get approved. We have Bitcoin having coming up in the summer of uh, 2024. And everything is still cheap. You know, everything is still low. Uh, to me, this is the beginning. We're, we're still early and this is still the beginning of the market. I mean, we have. We have a lot of assets that are down, you know, 50%, 70%. Some projects will never come back. Uh, the best thing that people can do is be around active traders because listen to your your neighbor, listen to the person next door. They read articles um, and they really don't understand the real volume. And so to me, this is the beginning because the volume is, you know, at our height, we're at almost 2.7 trillion, almost 3 Three trillion in crypto assets, 
Right now we're at 1.4. So we're not even halfway at the same volume that we had at the height of Bitcoin and crypto, right? We have new money coming in, but it's institution money. And so everything is a lot more regulated. They're, you know, removing on ramps. They're removing exchanges. Uh, last month, you know, CME replaced Bitcoin or Binance as the leader in futures. So the, the Chicago Mer Mercantile Exchange Group is they have more volume than Binance, which for the last four or five years, Binance was the top exchange in the world. And now we have a regulated futures uh, exchange that is the number one uh, in volume. And so, you know, we, we're seeing more and more institutions come in, which, it you know, it's almost now becoming like Wall Street. You know, the crypto traders used to love you know, saying that, hey, we're, we're, we're digins and, you know, we, we want to have this freedom. But as we see the freedom shrinking, we see the volume increasing and we see the opportunity to make money uh, in crypto in a regulated environment much higher. And, you know, for, you know, for me, I've, I've been in crypto, I've been in trading, I've seen, you know, a lot of changes. Uh, I think even in the stock market, we're going to a 24 hour, you know, stock market because crypto is 24 hours. And so the money is flowing in and it's flowing in in different markets. We're in a global economy. We're in a one world economy, I believe. Um, you know, things that happen in in Asia impacts us here in the United States, vice versa. So, you know, I, I think the old way of thinking about the markets and the economy, you know, there's a new economy and there's a new you know, way to generate wealth. And for a lot of us, I mean, inside of our community, we have a uh, guys that trade the London. We have guys that trade the Australian markets. We have guys that trade uh, early in the morning. It's not just trading the U.S. stock market anymore. It is trading the different markets around the world because money is flowing 24-7. So, yes, to answer your question, a thousand percent, this is just the really the start of a new bull market in, in crypto. And it's a new market. It's not the same one in 2017. It is not 2020. You know, 2024 will be an entirely different market because you have PayPal, you have Venmo, you have Cash App, you have Stripe, all these different payment processors. I call them the new banks. They're accepting crypto, right? And now you have small businesses, large businesses. They're all getting involved in, you know, the digital asset world. You have Starbucks with a rewards program. They collect more money in their rewards program than some regional banks. And they're a private company, right? So, yeah, this world is different. It's not the same economy, and it creates opportunity for the average investor now. The, the retail guy has more resources available than he's ever had in history to actually trade with the big boys. So, well, that's so inspirational, uh, Kamar. <laughs> that's really encouraging. That's really great advice. It's a totally different market from 2020. I agree with you. The regulated space is where it's going to be uh, significant growth and demand. The reg trading volumes in the regulated space within a couple of years is going to exceed the unregulated space. Oh, a thousand percent. It's, we, we already see it and you feel it. You know, there, there's no, we have visibility to every dollar that comes into crypto and it's on the blockchain. So we can see a billion dollar increase in a day and we can actually track it and flow it in and say, hey, money is coming in. And it gives the retail trader it gives the average person a huge advantage 
because it's easy to get five or ten thousand into the market. It's hard to get a billion dollars in the market without impacting the price. So we're able to get in and out, you know, with gains, you know, in in hours. Whereas they can't even get their money. It took MicroStrategy, I think it took them thirty days. They were buying a million dollars of crypto a day because they didn't want the they didn't want prices shoot up so fast. So it took them over thirty days to get thirty million into the market. Wow, that's exciting. That's exciting. Well, hey, I, I'm looking forward to more conversations uh, together. I, you, you know, we look to have just be a regular feature on our show. And your insights, I think, will be really encouraging for everyone because you have such experience, such well-rounded view of the entire market and the lifestyle of a trader. So just thank you so much for this first uh, interview. And everyone, please like, share, follow. Thank you so much. And happy trading. And as always, taxes are sexy. Thank you very much for listening to today's show, and I hope you enjoy it. Please give us comments. We would love to respond to any questions you give us. If you have tax questions that we can apply to, we will try to address it in future shows. Please hit like, subscribe, follow. Thank you. Have a great day. The Clinton Donnelly Show, where we explore how taxation and regulations of cryptocurrencies affect your daily life as an investor. Clinton has a law degree in international financial regulation. He is an enrolled agent and certified as a cryptocurrency anti-financial crime specialist. He has clients in 71 countries. He is one of the top experts in crypto taxation in the US. This show is sponsored by CryptoTaxAudit.com, the income tax experts for US crypto investors. Are you frustrated with using online crypto tax services to calculate capital gains? Are you a high-frequency trader, DeFi, NFT, play-to-earn, or quail investor? Nothing is too complicated for the experts at CryptoTaxAudit.com. Are you frustrated that your accountant doesn't understand crypto taxes? CryptoTaxAudit uses a proven, bulletproof crypto tax return methodology to prepare a tax return that doesn't attract the attention of the IRS. Crypto Tax Audit also offers an exclusive audit defense membership service. It's like car insurance for your tax return. If your return gets selected for an audit of crypto reporting, they will defend you at no additional charge for the entire life of the audit. No one offers anything like audit defense membership. Go to CryptoTaxAudit.com to learn more and schedule a private tax consultation now. The opinions expressed in this show are not legal advice. Tax and regulations are complicated. Your situation is unique, so you should always consult a tax professional.